Welcome back to Late Night Cage Fight. It's me, Reese, and I'm here with Sean, just the two of us tonight, for a special review of Netflix's new history of swear words hosted by Nicolas Cage. The two of us just recently finished watching this interesting series, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Actually, first, though, Sean, I wanted to ask you, did you happen to see that the trailer just dropped for Willy's Wonderland? I did not. I think... That's the, that's the Five Nights at Freddy's inspired... Uh movie right that's right i actually think that uh we should watch that together and react to it what do you think oh let's do it yeah let's find it three two one Ooh, chicken soup for the soul media is that what that said spend the night cleaning willie's wonderland I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? Getting some Mandy vibes. Yeah, already. On staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. It's like if Volition Software made a, uh, made a Five Nights at Freddy's game. Uh-huh. People uh, that did Saints Row. I see. Especially with the colors. Yeah. Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's, die He's here to clean, sweetie. Oh, here they come. How loud <laughs> they coming. <laughs> A fucking ostrich. Right. Why is it an ostrich? <laughs> They're like, well, we can't use any of the same animals. Right. Nobody. Ooh, that's creepy. We're going to Willie's. You gotta have an old lady cleavage. <laughs> I don't think that was her. Fear trapped in here with Well it should have been. Oh yeah. It's birthday time. Wow. I enjoy a man a few words. <laughs> It, it legit looks like Nicolas Cage versus Five Nights at Freddy's animatronics. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to describe it. it. That's. I just love how they chose an, an ostrich as, like, the first one that they showed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, kooky. you would have thought they would have... Yeah, I mean, did they just try to differentiate it, or... I feel maybe, like... <laughs> maybe they'll have a main villain animatronic villain that rules the rest of them or something or a final boss i'm sure it will be that kind of thing it it's just gonna be a 13 year old streamer in a chair <laughs> that would be amazing and and they fight to the death 
Oh, wow. So, yeah, be on the lookout for Willy's Wonderland. Nick Cage is back. I mean, this looks like Mandy 2.0. Could be. I, I'm i really excited for this one, actually. I, I wonder if this is going to be straight to theaters or is it going to be streaming or what? Right. I, I mean, it's probably it's going to be one of those that I, I would put down the 1999 for the early access. Was that a machete? Oh, Machete, so it's going to be in the Spy Kids cinematic universe then. Could be, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there are toys in it, so it's kind yeah. of for kids. Yeah. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, so be on the lookout for Willy's Wonderland. Not a kid's movie, of course. Uh, there aren't that many kid's movies. Well, yeah, what am I thinking? Once we get Kitty Cage rolling, we're, we're going to show people that Nicolas Cage really does have heart and and is affectionate and endearing to lots of kids in such great films as g-force a christmas carol a christmas carol the yeah, ant looks... bully ant bully and astro boy it, it just blows my mind that that he was in astro boy i forgot that that movie existed i never saw perfectly it honest i never saw it either you know that Nick Cage has this affinity to Japan. I, I know he does. I see it. I sense it in interviews and stuff. You know he's got a, a Hello Kitty body pillow. Yeah, I'm sure that he saw the script for Astro Boy, and he's like, I want to I wanna do it. I want to do that one. Who is he in, in it? Is he the scientist, or who does he voice? We'll have to figure that out. It's got to be, it's got, what, what's the scientist's name, Tenma? Oh yeah, that's right. The thing that always bothered me with that movie is just like, it's not Astro Boy if he's not just in a Speedo. <laughs> that's true. Why'd they, why'd they put him in like a, a shirt or whatever? Dude, it's the same thing with the Sonic movie. When, when you saw the first design of Sonic, right, and it was just bad. And it made you think, who who was okay with this? Did they show it to anyone who actually is a Sonic fan or played the games? Did you actually see that that movie? Yeah, my kids love it. I have not seen it yet, but everything that I've heard from it, pretty much everybody is just like, we love this movie just because it looks like Sonic. Nothing involving uh. the movie whatsoever. I mean, if you want my short rundown of it, I would say it's it's okay. The effects are cool. Jim Carrey plays a pretty cool villain, but he's very classic Jim Carrey. And so it's nice to see him be that over the top and animated again. But some of the lines are very cheesy. At, at times, it really feels kind of like a 90s era movie with some of the jokes and stuff. But yeah, the action's cool. Sonic is well-voiced, well-animated. Uh, the technology stuff in it's pretty cool. You know, and, and it all kind of... At the end of the movie, it, it has this pretty epic sequence that's fun to watch. I'd say it's okay. I mean, it's, it's better than most video game movies, for sure. That's a low bar. But I'll, that's true. That's true. Well, how about we talk a little bit about History of Swear Words? Available now on Netflix. Only problem is uh, I don't... I refuse to, to swear. Yeah. Because I'm a, a, good, a good Christian boy. She's not a Christian! Oh! 
Yeah, so. we've learned that about you recently. And so mm-hmm. just for anyone out there listening, our show is now going to become G-rated. Uh, we're no longer going to be using certain epithets. Um, like heck. Yes, heck is a, is appropriate. Uh, I'm sure you know the words I mean. There's a whole list of them. Actually, each one of them has its own episode in the history of swear words. This documentary series available now on Netflix, hosted by the amazing Nicolas Cage. I wish I could tell you what they all are. It's vile. Luckily, they are censored if you even look them up on Google. Yeah, the official ones are censored. Most of them. Swear words. They're the most popular and alluring taboos we have. But the secrets to their strange power have been shrouded in mystery until now. Join me on a journey through the history, evolution, and cultural impact of swear words. Words don't start out as swear words. They're just words. Somebody decided at some point that this is a swear word. There's an acronymic etymology. Fornication under consent of the king. This household has been given my consent to fuck. It is total fortune. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a six-episode unscripted series that dives into the history of curse words and it's it goes pretty far but it goes pretty deep into the etymological history you know as far back as medieval times even further for some of them all the way up to modern times and how these words have changed in their usage and meaning and uh you know overall i'd say it's it's mildly interesting um I guess if you're someone who curses a lot or maybe someone who uh, is bothered by people who curse a lot, this is worth checking out because you get something out of it in that sense, the the history of of why these words are even here in our lexicon today. Uh, What did you think about it, Sean? I thought it it, it was somewhat entertaining. I... um... I do really think that the the segments with Cage, I thought he did a very good job. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I thought that they pretty much just brought him in, just and kind of <laughs> let him be him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. the The Cage segments in these episodes are hilarious. They're fantastic. I I actually expect to see a uh, full length super cut of just cage i think he makes this the series i'm sorry hey you suck my jeff doesn't quite have the same ring to it what about daniel suck my dan see no oh i know suck my nick yeah hey nick head eat a nick don't even think about nicking me over nick wad yeah you wish you had b and e big nick energy yeah i would agree i i think uh one of my favorite parts with him was we actually get the definitive Nicolas Cage profanity meter. Yes. The breakdown of his swears. So uh, with 71%, it's a, f- a fart. Yeah. Uh, Something and, and like then, that. And uh, then d- 19% is d- darn. Darn. And uh, 8% is... Uh, bench and and then two percent are other uh non god-fearing yeah. words you can also say brat i was thinking brat for that one 
Mm, yeah. I like bench. It's, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. You, you bench. Bench. Mm-hmm. And I think judging by um, the previous films we've seen uh, of the first films of Nicolas Cage's career, we know what some of those other swears are. You know, I'm I'm actually surprised they didn't do, because they did darn, I'm surprised they didn't do gosh darn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that might be, I mean, they don't want to get canceled. That's true. Gosh darn is a very, very heavy, heavy slang, heavy vulgar word. Yeah. Deep cutting. I mean, you know, you, you just have... You just have you're just watching Bible Man with your kids on on Netflix, and then you just got got these these GD uh, words coming in. Just Bible Man. Yeah, one of my favorites. What else did I have to say about Nicolas Cage? I had some more notes. Give me a second here. He's in it. Cage is in it. He's looking sharp and clean cut after jujitsu. It looks like he's slimmed up, got a haircut, neatly trimmed beard, youthful looking makeup. Cage is back, baby. That's the best thing about this show. Yeah, he was he was looking a little little disheveled in uh, jujitsu, but uh, he is looking fine. One uh, could say. And where was he hosting this show from? Did you see that library in the background? It looked like Lord Grantham's library from Downton Abbey. It was beautiful. I think that was his library. Of course, you know, they made. We, we, go ahead. Uh, we we know we know Nick is a uh, he. He's a connoisseur of the finer things in life, so I, I, I think that there's good possibility it, it could have been his own personal study. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know, no kayfabe here. No joking around. Maybe that was his actual library, one of the many. Who knows? We're all working from home, you know. Yeah, this day and age. I, I got the feeling... This series reminded me of uh, VH1 documentaries. What was that show on VH1? Oh, uh, I I love the insert decade here. Yes, I love the I got, swear words or something. Yeah, I got the same the same vibe. I used to love mm. that series. Yeah, I mean they're fun, but but very light. You know, it's something you can have on kind of in the background while you're doing something else, and and just kind of look at every once in a while and get something out of it. But yeah, there's a whole range of talent in this series. We have a host of comedians, including Jim Jeffries, Zanab Johnson, uh, Nikki Glaser. London Hughes, Joel Kim Booster, who's actually the pink cyberwolf booster from Jingle All the Way in human form. I was happy to see that. Uh, DeRay Davis, Nick Offerman, Open Mike Eagle, Sarah Silverman, Patty Harrison. They had a lexicographer and author named Corey Stamper, cognitive scientist Ben Bergen, um, author of The Brief History of Swearing, Melissa Moore, Ph.D., film critic Elvis Mitchell, actor Isaiah Whitlock Jr., he's the guy that says, uh, she... Uh, also, professor, professor of... Shoot, shoot. Shoot, you mean shoot, shoot. Uh, professor of Feminist yeah. Studies, Murray Miller-Young. Yeah. All these people um, give their thoughts and opinions on these various vulgar, vulgar words. 
And I'm going to be honest, I don't know many of them. In fact, I think you're, you're familiar with definitely more comedians than I am, Sean. Yeah, I used to I used to listen to a lot of Comedy Central radio uh, back when I had XM. Uh, didn't really feel like paying for it anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they they pretty much just play like twenty four seven stand up comedy. So okay, I, mean, I I've I already was a big fan of Nick Offerman. I've actually seen his uh, stand up live. Uh, oh no way! He's, he, yeah, he's really funny. Um, yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> this is kind of a tangent, but uh, when I went to go see him, I, I think a lot of the people uh, that go to see him don't really know who he is just by himself, uh, and they think that he's his character from Parks and Rec, who is okay. a pretty staunch libertarian, uh, but, but you know, he's from California, so he, he starts making... Uh, jokes about Donald Trump and people actually were getting up and leaving. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That's the world we're in now. Uh, yep. Yeah, but uh Jim Jeffries, Nikki Glazer, uh mm. I, I've heard their stand up before. Obviously, you know, yeah. Sarah Silverman is pretty famous. Uh Yeah, and you know these people are funny. You can tell that, that they are funny by what they say in this series. But at the same time, it's, you know, we're talking about something that is kind of silly. And it's, they're kind of reaching to be funny at times. And, and sometimes I think it's the way that this has been edited. It's that kind of uh, quick cut, you know, flashbang editing where you got to get these jokes in super fast. It's a little immature, but you know it. It's, it's somewhat expected. entertaining. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's a very light show, right? But they also get pretty heavily at times into the history with the lexicographer, for example. And so that's that's really my point is sometimes that balance can be a bit much. Trying to find that balance between the the lighthearted, funny, silly stuff the jokes and then the kind of at times dry history of these words which i mean to be honest most of these words the history is really not that interesting in fact they they highlight the misconceptions people have about the history of the words first which are a lot more interesting than the reality yeah honestly i i was that was part of it that was a little disappointing to me i mm-hmm. I just thought some of it they were they were just reaching a little bit, uh, you know. I'd... Yeah, I have some examples. One example I have is uh, they they bring up I don't remember which episode, but they talk about this case study. This guy in uh, I want to say eighteen hundreds. Um, his name was Phineas Gage, and he had this very classic, very famous um, accident where a railroad spike went through his brain and it completely changed his personality. And part of that was uh, he would swear all the time. He basically used to be a really nice guy and now he was really mean and angry and he would cuss a lot. Um, And they, they bring that up and I just felt like they didn't do very much with it because I'm familiar with that story and that that particular case study had a much deeper impact on science's understanding of, you know, neurology and psychology than, than just the fact that this guy started cursing all the time. 
So that, that's just one example. You know, they don't really go too deep. I, I guess they don't necessarily need to, but it just kind of tickles your fancy, you know, piques your interest enough. Best thing from the entire series, mm-hmm. B-N-E, Big Nick Energy. B-N-E, <laughs> yeah. Big Nick Energy. Uh, Nick Cage uses his own name as a euphemism for the male member um, so now it's the the Nick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't be a Nick. He's, yeah, he says, suck my Nick. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they got to make a super cut of all his lines because there's some classic ones in there. Something else that disappointed me, man. I am a huge alien fan, if you didn't know. And the episode on Bench, right? They use all these clips from movies and they didn't use the most famous one which is Aliens, where Sigourney Weaver saves the girl, you know, from the queen alien. Get away from her, you bench. Get away from her, you bitch. And like him, like, you know, like he was like, oh my God. Oh, I know. He was so totally like, you know, like, oh my God. Uh, like, I know. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the most famous line. All right. With that word in it, in cinema. And they didn't include that. So I just want to say to the producers of the show, um, I'm disappointed in you. You know, Bench. maybe they just didn't want to pay Disney. That could be it. And and that was a that was a slam in itself, reminding me that it's now owned that franchise is owned by Disney now. I'm going to quietly drink myself to death. The alien queen is a, a Disney Disney princess. There's something there's something wrong with the world. You know, of course, the one that everybody's going to watch, they were smart when they made this show. They knew that the first episode had to be the one to reel everyone in. So, of course, it's the F-bomb. Um, which probably I, I think was the funniest one uh, just because of the nature of that word. Right. It's so flexible in how you can use it as as they discuss, and you also learn who the sweariest actor in all of movies is. Could you believe it, Sean? I still don't believe Yeah. That. The, the comedian... Is it just because... Well, everyone was guessing that it was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Of course, that's, that's obvious. Yeah. He definitely needs to be up there. But the, the actual sweariest actor of all time so far is Jonah Hill... And mostly due to the movie Wolf of Wall Street. I don't really think that's fair. I, I think I just, it's kind of like it's kind of like voting, no. you know. It's the, the okay, the popular vote we got Jonah Hill, but the Electoral College we're waiting we're waiting for that. Or should I even bring that up? I probably shouldn't bring that up. Oh well, the the, the election is rigged. So. Yeah. Or whatever. Or whatever. At this point, it, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was the Green Party that, that actually always wins. So. Yeah. The Illuminati Green Party? The Green Illuminati? Yeah. It, yeah. Everyone knows that the twenty the 2020 election was won by uh, Jill Stein. Mm. I didn't know that. I learn everything from you. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is our euphemism? What is our replacement word for the F-bomb? Fudge? Uh, f- fart. Fart? Oh, I like fudge. A, now I, you're making me hungry. I say fudge. I say fudge all the time. 
I say it just to, just to make people know that I want to say the other word, you know, at work and stuff. What the fudge is going on? Just, I, I try to, you see, I'm, I'm kind of a rebel. I toe the line a little bit. My boss is like, hey, I need you to get this, this, uh, this job done in the next hour. And I say, what the fudge, brother? What the fudge? You know, they, they actually, they make the rules because, uh, yeah. you already broke them, so. Right, so I'm just going to bring up one more point about this show that I just think people need to be aware of. It's, it's a conversation starter at times. And the, the, the way that this show starts out is it seems to make the argument, or I should say certain, uh, certain people that appear in, in the series make the argument that curse words have become taboo for certain reasons, specifically ones that have to deal with sexuality or relate back to sex. And the proper evolution of society is to tear down those walls and allow for the common usage of these profane words. So basically, it's an argument against censorship, you know, right? So, and they make the case with, for example, um, rap music, when they had, uh, you know, fudge the police when they came out with that um, parental advisory stick stickers the argument is made they they were implicitly racist they put those stickers on CDs to um, I don't I don't know to how are they racist did you understand that maybe the, the the legal proceeding itself was implicitly racist it was because they wanted to dissuade people from buying music that was uh yeah made by minorities i mean uh, i just i feel like that could be true i mean that could be true but it's not everyone's experience with it of course because that label didn't just apply to rap music i remember the first parental advisory album i i bought was uh offspring Americana or Rob Did they Zombie. say what year did they say what year that was introduced? I think it was late eighties, early nineties. I feel like I say that every time in this podcast. When was that Nick Cage movie made? <laughs> late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I mean I'm sure probably the details of the case, there there's definitely going to be some kind of racism there with the artists at the time who were trying to make these these controversial but much needed statements. But at the same time, as a parent, as a parent, I also see how they can be helpful as well. That's really well, what I, I don't know. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, the, the ESRB is also racist because okay. uh, uh, th- there was this game uh, back in the 90s called uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And, uh, and the, uh, the very first... Uh, draft of the game uh, before it was pulled and and redone people were outraged because uh, there was this character Jax yeah. and uh, you could you could who who was a black character and you could okay. use him to to kill white characters oh. and and conservative America yeah. uh, that that's I mean, we can't. Right. We can't show this to our, our nice white Christian children. 
Right. So this. Uh, so I agree. I agree. That's that's a ridiculous double standard. But I also think, in a way, we've kind of come full circle. Where now, you can't have the opposite. You can't have a game where you're, you know, uh, I guess in a position of power. Well, that's not necessarily true. If I make too general of a statement, I know I'm going to be wrong. But I guess we've gotten to a point now where we have to be so careful in representation and the message that we send. But but I think we've kind of become a little bit hypocritical in how we've cut this pie a little bit. Well, we're, we're looking at you, Resident Evil 5. <laughs> we haven't forgotten. I've never played it, but yeah, that was a big controversy. <laughs> yeah. They basically just added just all races of people even though it's in Africa uh, there's just yeah. like and, and the interesting thing is that's a disconnect between the Japanese creators and the rest of the world because I'm pretty sure they were designing that game mostly for the Japanese audience primarily right and then they kind of consider mm-hmm. the the rest of the world later and so you know the truth is in Japan you know I can say this living here and stuff and I'm sure you're aware but Racism exists here too, um, but they make they make creators make questionable content all the time, and that goes across the spectrum: racist, misogynistic, ultra violent, sexual stuff all the time. That we as a society would find reprehensible, and the same people who are this is the point I'm making: the same people who would argue against a rating system. Because art should not be, uh, I don't know what the argument is, art, art should not be, um, whatever the argument is, these are the same people that would argue now that these games should not even be made because they cross a certain line. And those are just the kids' games. Yeah. So, not to get too heavy on that topic, there is one other part of it. Oh, you know what? Uh, the They do talk a little bit about the MPAA, uh... And uh-huh. I actually did not know about the the Hayes Code, which okay. was the precursor to the MPAA. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, really interesting documentary, uh, if you've never seen it. It's called This Film Has Not Yet Been Rated. I haven't seen it. It's all about the MPAA and how they're the only, the only uh, ratings board that... The uh, members are not known to the public. Okay. So they actually hire a private investigator and, like, find out who these people are. And it's it's pretty crazy. Oh, man. You're always recommending to be these, these awesome documentaries. I'm going to have to have a documentary binge fest. Just watch all these. I love me a good documentary. Yeah, I do too. I just, I don't know. I, I, the only time I have for documentaries apparently is for uh, swear words. Yeah, I'll check that out. That's cool. Remind me again. I got to watch that. And oh, well. there, was, there was another documentary that you suggested about, oh, what was it? The Marvel one? Oh yeah, the, the Japanese Spider-Man one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah this is the yeah, other actually, thing too. I... Oh, please continue. Please, I must know. I was just going to say, um, yeah, I, I actually started uh, the second episode of that of that series, and it's all about just women in comics. It's kind okay. of interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of comics, I, I don't know if I should go on on that topic yet, or or I should go, or if I should go to this one that pertains to the show here, because the the other topic I was going to bring up was, or my point is, uh, so they tell you censorship is bad. The argument that they make in the first couple episodes, and then the, when they get to the one about bench, right? You stupid bench. Um, that one, as we all know, is derogatory towards women. But I just find it interesting that we're aware that there are certain swear words that are slurs that are um, their their meaning can be flexible depending on the context and the intent of the the speaker when they say it. So I don't. I just felt like you, should, you need to be careful when you make this argument that all oh, these words shouldn't be taboo. I, just because they have some sexual connotation, but when it's a slur, it's hate speech or something. That's that's bad. Well, they well they also go into a, just how that word's being taken back and is right. being used as a term of empowerment, which right. It, you know uh, that that's one of the 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 themes is. Mm. Uh, you know, just how words evolve over time. Yeah, and and that's what I really liked. Can that's change. What I, I really liked about London Hughes, one of the comedians. I felt she was super real about all this stuff. You know, and and also she's from the UK, so I loved that in the first episode she used the c word and said, you know, and where I'm from, you can just call somebody a c word, and it's just like saying hello. Whereas, yeah. you know, if we had an episode about that word in this series, that that's going to be a very uh, heated one, probably. Or I should say a deep analysis of why that word is offensive in the States. And then the other thing I she said, what would you argue? I, I would argue that that in the States, besides probably one one other word that is that we're not allowed to say is uh, probably the most offensive Mm-hmm. Swear word that we have. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, talking about the word bench, uh, I liked what London said that I just thought was honest when she said, you know, we, we want to take this word back, but we, you know, we always know there's going to be guys that talk with themselves and they're going to keep using these words. And so you just kind of have to accept that, you know, that's, that's the truth. And then she also says something about how she doesn't know if she could stop stop using that word. But the yeah, one thing yeah. I thought was that I thought was really funny was uh, when they when they were talking about uh, the word uh, Nick, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about it gets censored on TV it, uh-huh. depending on which use which use uh, <laughs> you use. That's right. So you they're like you you can say. My Nick's a bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, you can say it it was Patton Oswalt. He has this bit where he says that uh, my dong is a dong. And then when they show it on TV, it'll say my bleep is a dong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I loved how um, Joel Kim Booster, he said that that was his favorite word for it. Dong. Because it just, it's its like an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Oh, we have a guest at our door. We have somebody here. So g- give me a moment. I'll be right back. Uh, so what? what is the history of swear words? It's 
It's a very colorful history. Actually, it's not. I don't know why I said that. It's a history. It has a history. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, check it out. It's on Netflix. Pretty quick watch. I, I would suggest just watching one a day or something. I, I Just watching all of these at once is kind of a bit much for me. Or just watch the supercut of... Uh Nicholas Cage on on Netflix. Yeah, come on Netflix, put that out. Put that out put that out on your YouTube account. Just the Nick Cage parts. Special thanks to Netflix for giving us a press screener for it. That's true. Sorry we didn't uh, have a chance to get it out before before it aired, but yeah. uh, we tried. We tried. But we watched it. I'm busy. We did. Hey, why didn't Nick put his hand in the ice water? He was too good for that. He actually doesn't believe in ice. (sighs) The only purpose for ice is to water down good, expensive whiskey that the IRS can't take away from you. Right. Well, the next thing we can talk about is uh, what's coming up with the podcast. Do you have anything else you want to say about the show? You know, if if you're bored, it's worth a watch. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is. It's nothing amazing, but you know, it's yeah. a mild distraction at best. Yes, agreed. Wow, I agreed with you. And you said it was going to be heated. I did. Well, I uh, with Steve here, I thought Steve was going to either back me up or, you know, would the normal the norm he would go against me mm-hmm. so what's coming up what's coming up for late night cage fight first we should talk about what's coming up for Nicolas Cage I mean he's got a whole well he's got quite a few films in the bag it looks like he's got uh, in March uh, we have I, I think that's his his next release that's coming out the uh Unbearable weight of massive talent from Lionsgate Cinemas. Yeah, that's still this trying year. to get that that press screener. Oh, uh, please, please, America! You know, if uh, come on, Lionsgate. Yeah, give, give us give us a give us a shout out. We also got Prisoners of the Ghost Land. That's actually supposed to come out this month. That one, I don't even know what that is. It's uh, that? the story is Nicolas Cage with Sophia. Bautella, Nick Cassavetes. I know that name. Oh, oh, he was in Face Off. He's re- he's reuniting with uh, this guy from Face Off. Yeah. Uh, let me read the description here. I... A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. All right. Well, let's let's just go with it. Action horror thriller with Nick Cage. He looks like he's got a gun in the, the screen cap there. So, promising. What else we got? We got this movie Pig in post-production. I think Steve mentioned that last time. Oh, and that's it, the uh, the Truffle movie, right? Right. Yeah, I don't... I, truffle Hunters. That's what he said, yeah. Truffle Hunters. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Okay, so is this is this going to be an action movie? Is this going to be Nicolas Cage's John Wick? 
this is uh, Nicolas Cage's Where the Red Fern Grows. Ooh. I would prefer that. Little, I would prefer that. I would prefer that. Where's my pig? literature shout out. Where is my pig? I'm going to ask you one more time. Where is my pig? Where is she? Uh, and then we have this untitled Joe Exotic TV miniseries in pre-production. So they're getting that set up. They probably got it all, you know, all shot except for Nick Cage's part. That's, I'm guessing that's how that goes. So and he'll just show up and they'll just turn the camera on and hey, lights, camera, action. Do your thing, Nick. And whatever they get, that's what that's what they got. They got to cut it. He's also getting paid, according to IMDb, he's getting paid $1 million per episode for this Tiger King series. I really wonder if that's going to have diminishing returns. Do people do people care anymore? That's true. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone watched that show because we were in quarantine and now everybody has their PlayStation 5s and they don't give up fart (laughs) maybe they'll have the ps5 game you know we'll have some cross marketing here yeah joe exotic online yeah life at the park it'll be a, a park sim in all in all seriousness i'm surprised that they never tried to release a mobile game yeah to right capitalize on that yeah, I mean, I in a way, it was kind of like the new uh, Duck Dynasty, or it could have been. I mean, granted, it's oh, much, much shorter, but it seemed to have that kind of power. There was a Duck Dynasty game. I know, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Duck Dynasty. Yeah, so those are the movies we're looking forward to um, starring Nicolas Cage. And as for the future of this podcast, we are... Very soon, we're coming into season three. We're entering the realm of some amazing Nicolas Cage movies, some classics like um, The Rock, Leaving Las Vegas, his Oscar-winning role, Con Air, Face Off, Deadfall, a cult favorite of Steve and myself. You haven't seen Deadfall, correct, Sean? I have not. Don't watch a trailer. Don't do anything. Don't just, just forget that there's a movie with Nicolas Cage in it called Deadfall, please. Um, a what? Just forget that there's a movie called Deadfall with Nicolas Cage in it. A what? Just forget that there's a... (laughs) Good, good. I'm a hypnotist, apparently. (laughs) Uh, We're not getting a Zandalee 2. Just scrolling through here. Um... So there's still hope. Well, yeah, he's still alive, so they could do it at any time. You know, uh, after they do a free free Willy five. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd watch that. The most anticipated. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we're all excited to um, pit these upcoming movies against each other, and it's it's going to be a tough call to see what comes out on top. I can tell you right now, because even looking at these movies myself, I'm, I don't know which I would pick. Uh, There are a few that I haven't seen, but there's, there's, there's some really, really strong contenders here. So I'm super pumped. This is going to get brutal. Yeah, probably will. Especially with, uh, with Steve who he's not here. Of course, couldn't be with us, but, um, 
we're thinking about you, Steve. So just want to put that out there. So yeah, um, I'm just going to end this then. What else, what else is there? So yeah, um, stay tuned for the next season, season three of late night cage fight. We have a, a lot of cool shows coming up. We're going to focus even more on Nick Cage's career. And, uh, that goes for his older films and what's to come. Um, and of course, check out uh, some of our other podcast series, such as our Cageless series, where we review uh, we review movies that we like that uh, do not feature Nick Cage as an actor or producer or any part of it. Um, and we're, we also are working on a third series uh, geared towards, um, well, we'll say geared towards children, but maybe not in the way that uh, you think. Uh, a more childlike, a more childlike late night cage fight called Kitty Cage. Am I getting that right, Sean? In in most ways. Yeah. In most ways. Yeah, we're still we're still hashing that out, Kitty Cage. Um, yeah, we we should we should have something to announce pretty soon. We're just just hashing out some of the details. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, we are on Facebook and we do have updates once in a while. It's worth checking us out there. Uh, our website, nickcagefight.com, where we, uh, host a lot of our podcast episodes, you know, don't be a stranger, check us out. And yeah, we do have some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Now that I think about it, you're going to want to see it. You're going to want to be a part of this. Just smash that, smash that like button. Do it. Smash it. <laughs> Tickle it. Yeah. Uh, remember, it. guys, don't. Press it. Remember, guys, don't be vulgar. Don't curse. Don't use slurs. Don't use hate speech. Always use. Don't. Don't. Don't attack the capital. Uh, no. Don't attack try anything. Try to murder elected officials. Uh, That's definitely not cool. Yeah. Don't do, do that. Do not. Don't don't uh, overthrow the government. Uh, don't do or that. Do, a fe- do it. Don't do a felony. Um, no. Stay home and uh, and play uh, Peggle. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're over fifty. That's a great over fifty game, right? Peggle. Yep. Or what's that one that my Candy Crush? What did you think of WandaVision, Sean? Yeah, so, uh, as you know, I'm a big Marvel guy. Uh, ben, oh, this, wait a minute, ben this a- wasn't the Wanda Sykes stand-up? No, 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 oh. no. Uh, but, you know, com- coming soon to, to uh, Hulu uh, Max. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, you know, it's been 18 months since we've got, got any Marvel uh, and uh, pretty interesting show, I've got to say. Okay. Um, it is done in the style of a, a like a nineteen fifties sitcom, kind of in the style of like I Love Lucy or I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, I'm listening with <laughs> with the characters of. Uh, Wanda Maximoff and uh, Vision. Uh, Vision, as many of you know, uh, actually is dead in the timeline. 
but it's in the in the first couple episodes they don't reveal too much but it's basically just a, a conventional sitcom but you can tell that there's something not right okay they don't really know how they got here and yeah there you could tell that there's there's something something strange going on okay which i assume will be explored in later episodes but apparently uh they're both trapped in this sitcom like world and uh from the trailers you can you they go into different different eras of sitcoms like they have a uh like a brady bunch like 1960s theme and then they have like an early 2000s like mockumentary office type theme but uh yeah apparently there's something not right going on and uh they're gonna have to figure out why they're in this strange dimension and uh huh yeah it's is this a comedy i forget the actress it is but it also has a a serious element uh Hmm. supposedly this actually ties directly into dr strange and the multiverse of madness oh wow uh there are elements of a couple different runs in the comics uh the house of m storyline uh where wanda loses her mind and remakes reality Hmm. and also there's there's another run called the visions where he essentially makes a an alt an like a pocket dimension or whatever and lives in kind of like a 1950s style nuclear family with a bunch of other uh androids that look like him that are his family this sounds interesting Uh, it's it's very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell that this was something that they were like, we have a we have an idea for this and we're going to get get real weird with it. This is like, out now? Just to give you Yes, first first couple episodes are out. Okay. Uh Yeah, just just to give you an example, like they have a typical like sitcom juxtaposition where they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't. We forgot that uh, Vision's boss at the the computer uh, office place is coming for dinner tonight, and uh, and and he just asks, uh, "Oh, how did you guys? When did you guys get married anyway?" And she kind of like looks to herself and like looks down and is like, "How did we?" All right, this sounds trippy. And it man. kind of like, dude, it's it. I'm excited to see where this goes because yeah. it is, it, it's literally a like an episode of I Dream of Genie, uh-huh. but then just something is wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder if it was somewhat inspired by Too Many Cooks. If you ever saw that, I've heard of that. Oh, I've Sean. never actually seen it. I, oh my! I know God. the theme song. You do. Too many cooks. <laughs> I do. It's. It, I gotta watch. It's that. amazing. It's well. I don't want to hype it up too much, but I'll just say that it. It's not exactly what you expect. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's on HBO Max. I think it's YouTube. Really? Yeah. I thought that was an Adult Swim thing. Yeah, but I think the Adult Swim has the whole thing up on on YouTube. It's just like a. I don't know. 
I don't even remember how long it is. 15, 20 minute uh, video. Oh, okay. I always thought it was a show. No, it's not that long. Okay. Okay. But when you talk about bizarre sitcoms <laughs> that, that get really weird, yeah, this is the, the huh. big daddy. But no, that's cool. That's cool. I do want to check that out. So you're saying the first couple episodes of WandaVision are up now on Hulu? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, you were making yep. a joke. See, that's the problem with this podcast, right? Were you were you <laughs> making a joke? I, I See, we make so yeah. many jokes, we end up giving disinformation. We, we make so many jokes deadpan, you know, that people believe them. And then all these conspiracy theories start. And this is how countries fracture and collapse ah so i should i anyway th- thank you to our sponsors uh <laughs> oan uh and uh no Newsmax. no uh, no see i'm, I'm gonna that, be more that, that's not real i'm gonna be more transparent now and try to make it obvious when it's a joke all right and we'll put a laugh track they did not accept our uh, to to be sponsors for us so that's not true i sh- we should have an episode where it's we have laugh tracks added to it just really um sloppily all right well this is late night cage fight i enjoyed our discussion sean thanks for being with me this evening yeah thank you for having me and thank you for letting me ramble about marvel oh yeah anytime i love listening to you ramble about marvel or anything i i do it a lot all right well yeah like i said we got more ahead for late night cage fight uh nickcagefight.com find us on facebook until next time thanks for listening and cage out <laughs>